What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And guess what, guys? We just won three in a row on a back-to-back -back night in Charlotte or New York. I don't know which one. I can't tell the difference. And we beat the Hornets 122 to 108, led by our leader, Big Shot Brunson who gives you 32 points and eight assists on the night. Let's go. Also, Julius Randle gives you 21 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Dante DiVincenzo, who started in place of the injured, Quentin Grimes gives you 25 points. Mitch Robinson gives you 14 rebounds, 11 of them. 11 of those offensive. And the Knicks, once again, are passing that rock give you 27 assists and we take care of business and the Hornets and we're going to talk about it all man and guess what guys we also have the full gang here today to give you that Knicks talk so sit back relax and enjoy the show for my man uh Lee Escobedo the Latin Assassin uh the Rookie of the Year Ebony on here and of course the man with the stats and the facts Ryan G in the what's up guys <laughs> let's go that's yes, good. sir. Feeling good. Feeling good. Absolutely. And ah, there's a lot to talk about. We definitely got to talk about Jalen Brunson. We're going to talk about Dante DiVincenzo's game, too, and the chatter that's going on about Dante versus Grimes. You know, we're going to get into all that. Trust me. You're probably going to get a little spicy later. But I'm just going to start off with the offense in general, because what a difference a year makes. Tom Thibodeau has been criticized for not having a good offensive team and being, you know, having a, a not a good offensive system and running too much ISO ball. And we are still kind of thriving a little bit off of ISO ball, but that read and react is getting more ready and reacty. <laughs> we're gonna and it's actually, it seems like because we're more familiar with each other now, we're able to figure out when when and where to pass a ball, when and where to go ISO. And it's been looking like a well-oiled machine so far. Top eight in three-point shooting, top 11 defense, offense in the league, top five defense in the league. And it just seems like everything's clicking. And the continuity, the continuity is is really helping us out. 27 assists again, 27 assists tonight. I think we had 26 last night and 28 the game before. We're still 28th in assists. But just like I predicted, the offense of the three-point shooting would rise. Um, I think the assist numbers will rise as well. It's because the culture and the way we play seems to be more consistent, a lot more consistent. I, I want to get your your guys' thoughts on that. Also, the game. So uh, let's let's go on, Ebony. How you how you feel about the game and what I just said? Uh, I definitely agree. Um, number twenty-eight, but I I definitely agree with you. It's not going to be like that for for long. Um... We're we're above the what it seems to be an average. You know the Pacers are averaging with a thirty. I I saw I looked it up. So well, we had twenty five, and it seemed like that was what we had around a mark we had uh last game too. I'm I'm loving this offense, and like you said, the read and react. Uh, 
they had a, a part of the game where where the the Hornets played great defense. It was great rotation, but the the Knicks just kept rotating, and I, I thought that was a big growth. Like everybody's just trust trusting the extra pass, and we was able to get IQ was able to do a a floater, get a floater at the end of it. Mm. Um, so definitely loving this new and especially the two man game or three man game between Julius, RJ, and uh Brunson. I love how they're playing with each other, playing with each other, pause and not not uh just one on one, you know. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I'm loving everything I see. It's very fun basketball to watch. Everybody eats. I'm getting. I'm seeing complaints about the sound. Does the sound so crazy to you guys? No, it sounds good to me. Sounds, sounds normal to me. Yeah. It seems like the I've seen Fritz making comments about the sound. How's it, how's it sound to you guys over there? It says it sounds like your voice on Isaac Hayes mode. <laughs> Yo, every time I try to do this fancy stream to different platform stuff, stuff goes crazy. Man. It's like it's like every every one other stream sounds okay to me. Game channel yeah, sounds okay. Saying, yeah, people saying it sounds okay, so I, I don't know. Okay, all right. So we'll keep it going. We'll keep it going since it sounds okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, what you think, Ryan G? Um. Yeah, the offense is clicking right now. Yeah, the Knicks still run ISO ball, but the I think they're more looking for each other now, passing the ball. The read and react offense is definitely playing well. And with me, I, and I did want to make this reference because the issue with the Knicks last year was pretty much their three-point shooting. They couldn't hit knockdown sh- the three-point shot on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the reason or or at least the main reason as to why the Knicks could not beat the Heat last year when they faced each other in the playoffs. But this season, they seem to have rectified that three-point shooting with the adding of Dante DiVincenzo into the um, rotation and with the guys shooting better from three overall. Brunson is shooting more threes and hitting them at a high clip. RJ Barrett is still shooting the three ball at an effective rate. He didn't have a good game tonight, but Overall, yeah. he's still shooting the three out of an effective clip. And it's just the fact that the fact that they're actually knocking down their threes combined with the fact that actually moving the ball around, that just makes this offense that much more dangerous because now when the Knicks are moving the ball on the perimeter, teams have to stretch their defense out mm-hmm. because the Knicks are knocking in threes. So they have to actually defend the Knicks on the perimeter. Then that opens up all those lanes and that allows, like Ebony said earlier, that, that play with IQ where IQ is able to penetrate and find space and getting a floater. So the fact that Knicks are knocking in their threes and they're moving the ball around, it makes the Knicks a really dangerous offensive team going forward if they keep this up. The Knicks have, well, since Tom Thibodeau became head coach, the, the Knicks have been one of the best isolation teams, most frequent, most used, but also one of the most efficient isolation teams in the NBA. But as the years have progressed and we added Brunson, now we added DiVincenzo and Mitchell Robinson uh, improves and I named those three players for a reason. Now we have two other elements to our offense. One is offensive rebounding of his three point shooting. The isolation can be stopped. We've seen Julius Randle did stop in that series in uh, Atlanta. And I think if Brunson would have 
met the Detroit Pistons, he would have had a lot more trouble storing the paint, and that isolation would have been able to be contained. But the offensive rebounding, there is no team that can counter that. You cannot counter Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hartenstein, R.J. Barrett, and Josh Hart's offensive rebounding. It's off the charts, and it adds an element that really no other team in the NBA has right now. Mm-hmm. You talked about Stephen Adams being the best offensive player, offensive rebounder in the NBA. He's out for the whole season in Memphis, and Memphis is ass. So the Knicks really stand alone, on their own, having an element offensively and defensively that no other team has and no other team can stop. It's a great benefit. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Mitchell Robinson as well, who is a dominant, dominant in the offensive boards. I, every, time I, every time I talk about Mitchell Robinson, I just want to shut up and just let me talk. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, my favorite subject, one of my favorite subjects. Uh, what can you say? Uh I, I think I, I proved my point. I think, well, Mitch has proved my point, rather. Um, he's playing outstanding. It's all effort and hard. He's playing smart. Like, we're not – we're, like, last in blocks, but it doesn't matter because he's not going for – like I mentioned before, it's the, the second encounter moves. It's, it's a beautiful thing. He's he's an offensive weapon in himself because you can't – you can't really – you got a group rebound with him. Mm-hmm. It's three or four people around him when you look up there, and it's still – he's still – you see his own <laughs> – I come out the crowd like it's mine. Um, that's all effort and heart, and it gives you open shots to help your shooters get in rhythm too. Um, it's a lot of little things. He has people looking for him, missing layups, looking for him. You know, thinking twice before going to the rim. Uh, he he lets our defenders be able to play aggressive because they know he's behind them, so they're able to try and get into the passing lanes a little bit more. You see us playing the passing lanes, right? Um, so yeah. Mitch, you gotta give him his flowers. He has shown up. Growth and development. You gotta, you know, every success doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Jalis, yeah. I, I want to add one thing to that about Mitchell Robinson because I don't get a chance to talk about him too much. Um, he's so steady. There's not really a need to point out anything significant. But then about the Knicks' great big man in the past, you know, with Bill Cartwright, right, comes to mind. David Lee, Bob McAdoo, Patrick Ewing, Anthony Mason. There's a lot of great Knicks that we've seen in the years uh, in terms of rebounding. Mitchell Robinson now is a third, number number three offensive rebounder in its history. You'd have Pat, uh, Charles Oakley, Patrick Ewing, Mitchell Robinson all over 1,100 offensive rebounds in their careers. That's an unbelievable number. All the guys I just named are solid rebounders. Tyson Chandler as well. Chris Tass Porzingis during this stretch here. And Mitch is third yeah. in the franchise history. Shout out, Mitch. Yeah, shout out, Mitch. Yeah. And we're number and two. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to throw in something right quick, JLS. Um, and I remember early in the season when Mitch was grabbing all these offensive rebounds, and they were comparing Mitch to other teams in the NBA, saying that Mitch has as much offensive rebounds as teams in the NBA. And you know, of course, Twitter always trying to find a negative in things. They're like, the reason why Mitch Robinson grabbed so many offensive rebounds is because the Knicks were struggling offensively early in the season, missing a lot of shots. So what do you have to say about tonight? The Knicks shot 50% from the field, and Mitch still grabbed 11 offensive boards. Yeah. What you got to say about Mitch now? Say that again, Say Ryan. it again. Say that again. But, you know what? <laughs> more importantly, Ryan, yes, um, that was a lot of part of our success last season. But even so, it's not even just the numbers. It's the percentages. He grabs the, the highest percentage of missed shots out of anybody in the NBA. So even if we do make shots, uh, the percentage he grabs is still greater than the rest of the centers in the league. So you can't take that away from him. So people have to keep that in mind as well. It's not yeah. just the numbers. It's the percentage of misses he collects. This is higher than everybody else's. All right? 
So shout out to Mitchell and Robinson, who's making and they history said that with the us. Percentage, the percentage of his rebounds contested is, is pretty high historically, too. Like he has yep. the like toughest contested rebounds. I forgot the percentage wise, but it's, he's up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just his impact. At this point, I'm 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 defending Dante, but he he doing his good thing on his own. See. We just got to wait and see. I told y'all he's going to show you who he is. Uh, be patient. Be, be patient. Be getting the Dante. Be getting the Dante. <laughs> I already know that conversation is going to get woo. Patient. See, so, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to defend the, the, the Dante's and hearts of the world now. There's going to be some other. People- there's gonna be some People, other defenses happening soon. All right, I'm telling yeah, you right now. Yeah. Some other eat. conversations happening. I get it. I already see it. But <laughs> before we get to that, before we get to the heat, uh, hit the like, subscribe if you're feeling the, the talk and the Knicks talk. Um, we here after every game talking that Knicks basketball. I, I'm telling you right now, underrated show for sure. Um, these guys are really, really good. The stout Knicks fans, basketball fans, uh, analysts, minds, everybody on this panel. I can give you a perspective that's unique and different and provides the community with something special. So I really appreciate everybody on this panel. For real. Uh, all right. Now let's get to it. Let's get to let's get to Brunson. Let's get to Brunson. Because last season, I was I was at the end of last season, in my mind, I'm like, all right, you know what? There's not that much for Brunson to work on. He has to, well, we has to move the ball and and work on his passing a little bit more, get it, get it to a higher level. But I also felt like if he shoots threes at a higher clip, um, we can really start to go somewhere. Because to me, when I'm looking at the point guards, the, those guys who are considered elite are the guys who uh, have a higher volume of threes and they can shoot it off the dribble. And I'm looking, I was man, I was looking at off the dribble Brunson stats, and it's man, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Jalen Brunson, three-point percentage off the dribble is 47%. Let's go. Off pull-up threes, 47.6% to be exact. Catch and shoot, 47.4%. All right. All right, we're back. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. This is what happens when you try to get fancy, you grow your brand and whatever. Uh, you touch stuff out, stuff don't be working. Technical difficulties, but we back. We're back. We back. Shout out to Gamer Channel. Shout out to SK. Shout out to Manchild. Y'all back early talking Knicks with us. Um, we was leaving off on a good point too. I thought the show was rolling. We was talking about the Knicks offense. We was talking about all that stuff, and it's like, ah. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to restream this whole thing and just and just splice it together because there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, but yeah, let, let's get to it. Um, I was talking about Jalen Brunson, right? I was starting to talk about Jalen Brunson and his growth from this season, from last season into this season, and the things that he should be working on to get better into this season. And one of the things. One, two things I feel like he's been working on. One of them is the passing. I want to see if he can get better at his point guard play, getting other people involved. But also, um, three-point shooting. I felt like a lot of the guys who are elite point guards in this league, especially the guys who are smaller in stature, they're able to pull threes at a higher clip. The volume is there. Um, and to do that, you have to be really good at catch and shoot threes as well as pull up threes. So when I was looking at his numbers for pull up threes, 
found some some great numbers and what i found was he shot 47 or 47.6 percent on pull-up threes jalen brunson and 47.4 percent on catch and shoot threes so it didn't even matter where this man was pulling from he was pulling it but so he's elite in that regard but what's really really um telling to me is the the volume is gone up as well the volume is definitely gone up as well he is shooting let's see let's see let's see i don't i know i have it written down somewhere but he's shooting about about two more threes a game he's shooting roughly two more threes a game and that volume is going to really help us raise our three-point percentage and our makes per game and it's part of the reason i think him plus rj shooting well in general is part of the reason why the knicks have got, gotten off to a three-point start and for me too him getting into that that other realm of point guard he still has to he still has to shoot well from two because he hasn't done that so far this season he's had games where he's flashed it uh, i'm gonna show you some numbers real quick there as well shout out to stays number is crazy 32 points eight assists <laughs> three rebounds is ridiculous from Jalen Brunson but these there's still certain things he has to do if you're looking at his cleaning the glass stats he's at a season the seven percentile in shooting at the rim this is his worst shooting output at the rim his entire career and I felt personally that it was going to go down because we don't have the the stretch five here like he, he did in Dallas but seven percent is bad you have to expect that this number at some point is going to rise um at least get back to 46 percent which was his last year you know at least 46 percentile i mean which was last year and also 23rd percentile in the short mid and he was at the 78th percentile so i still feel like there's still a world where jalen brunson turns into another gear and he starts to average um i think i think this is still where he averaged like around 26 a game 27 a game he's averaging that for the last three months of this regular season last year so do not be surprised if he starts to get into his groove with the improved volume from three then starting to get back to his production from last year and he starts to hit that at a high rate too but i'm loving what i'm seeing from from brunton so far high assist rate high three rate and i'm, I'm looking to see what else can change if you can get back that inside game as well um, i don't know if you guys have anything to, to add to that uh, um, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, he has been shooting cold from inside the arc so far this season, but tonight you saw a glimpse of Brunson being Brunson because he put up Brunson like numbers tonight. He shot four of eight from three, but inside the arc he was eight of thirteen, so he was definitely more efficient inside the arc tonight. Um. Shots that weren't falling for him early in the season, it was falling for him tonight inside the arc, you know, floaters and things of that nature. And he was also hitting the mid-range as well. So you're hoping that this game can probably help propel him to, you know, get a rhythm inside the arc and things of that nature. But the fact that, you know, his three-point shot was already on for us, you know, from the beginning of the season. And once he gets that two-point shot going as well, yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem, but Brunson was definitely the star tonight for the Knicks, and he was definitely um a leader on the court tonight, and he's pretty much majority of the reason why the Knicks were able to hold their lead and end up winning this game. 
my issues with their Tibbs is read and react offense and Brunson's like over dribbling. I've never really had much of an issue outside of a free throw line around the perimeter. Ball movement has always been pretty active, swinging around to the open man. My issues have always been inside the free throw line. That's where the read and react offense has really fallen apart. And players tend to just, once they're downhill, they stay downhill and they force a shot at the rim. Mm. And I've started seeing more of an emphasis this season. And that's where a lot of the passing is taking place. A lot of backdoor cuts, a lot of finding Mitch on lobs, running like, you know, nice touch passes for easy lay-ins. If that can continue, this offense will be very, very dangerous come playoff time. Really good points. Ebony? I um I agree definitely I like I like uh again um with Brunson we fail to realize that he's young too he's still young and learning you know he took he took over a whole new team as a number one when that was never his role before in the NBA um remember he had Luca so uh to come and do it in Madison Square well in New York rather in on the second year this is second full year he's still learning the balance of when to score and get his teammates involved. And you can see that, but I see growth in every game that goes by with this team. And like, uh, like, uh, Lee was saying, we're going to, if it continues, we're going to be dangerous because they're, they're, you know, everybody is getting a touch. Everybody gets a feel of such situations and they're not going to be like deer in headlights. So I, I appreciate Brunson getting involved and, and relocating and, and reading. He is getting other people easy shots. You see him looking for IQ, looking for Dante. You know, he's looking for other people. I, I haven't really seen the whole dribbling um a lot lately with, with him or Randall, really, but we on Brunson. I haven't really, I seen him moving a little bit more within the scheme of the offense, and that was my complaint with him. I felt that it wasn't, yeah, he's moving the ball. Yeah, he gets assists, but sometimes it's just on the help, help me out, bail me out type of uh, assist. And um, I felt that he's been setting up, though, getting into the lane and looking for people lately. And, and uh, I like to see it. It's, it's only going to help us yeah. in the long run. No, I agree. He scored a lot in the first half. Second half, he was setting people. He had a lot of assists in the second half. And I think he's just been reading the game in general. But yes. And also can I say one, one thing real quick? Right, yeah. His 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 three-point shot is only going to yeah, he's struggling now to maybe make the two-point shots or the layups at the rim. But that three-point shot is gonna give him easy, yes. easy, mm-hmm. easy attempts. Um, I remember was it yesterday against Landry Shamit. He, no, no, Trey Jones, there was the Jones. He had uh, hit a couple of threes, and Jones was trying to guard up on him, like heavy on, like by the half court line. And he just blew right by him because it's just going to get, got an easy layup, you know. Um, and so his three point shot is going to help him, that two point shot, be able to uh, percentage come up. Well, it's yeah. going to, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, actually, it's funny. I started getting flashbacks of Alec Burks a little bit. Um, I'm, I don't mean to like piss you guys off. But hear me out, all right? <laughs> I like Alec Burke until he was the point guard. No, yeah, but just, just one play, like, Tibbs used to have, like, a super high screen above the three-point line for Alec Burks, and Alec Burks used to come off of that and shoot the three at the top of the key every single time. And I'm starting to notice over the last few games, Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel Quickly are starting to, like, to, to get that high screen, like, a few feet above the three-point line and just come right off of that and hit the three. And it's been opening things up a lot for, um, for us. So uh, if that uh, that's a, a nice little wrinkle that I feel like I've seen more of recently than I have last year. And that's why I say it reminds me of Alec Burke, because they used to do that for Alec Burks a lot. 
a lot, a lot. Shout out to Alex Burks. <laughs> I know people want to talk about other Pistons. That shout out to shooting guard, small forward Alec Burke. <laughs> exactly. I don't know who that point guard Alec Burke guy was. <laughs> right. But yo, this is one thing. One thing I want to small thing. I, I want to read you guys something. I'm, I'm gonna read out three numbers. Okay. This is pick and roll percentile. I'm gonna name three guys, and you tell me who is who. All right. 41st percentile, 96.6 percentile, 39.7 percentile uh, between Quickly Brunson and Julius Randle. Who do you think belongs to who? I, I say Quickly is a 90-something yes. percentile. I'm going to say the 40-something percentile is Brunson, 30-something percentile is Randle. I would agree. Jesus, y'all smart. Y'all smart. <laughs> now, absolutely. Looking at numbers this week, man. Yeah. IQ is in the 96th percentile in pick and roll, which is crazy. And the eye test probably tell you that, too, the way he hits the bigs in the roll. And that's one of the other things that Jalen Brunson doesn't really do. He usually yep. likes to go to the shooters. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't think he's, like, comfortable jumping in the air. Or doing the pocket pass, because those are the only ways you get the, the the ball to the big on the roll. Because you jump in the air and pass, or you do like the little pocket pass. I don't really see him do that a lot. So maybe I don't know if he's adept at that. But uh, IQ's been really good at that. Nah, I, IQ IQ's been great with our bigs. I think I mentioned that just about every every post game. Um, he uh he has great chemistry with them, and he he uses it to create his space very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he but, does this thing where, you know, sidestep after screens that gives him extra space. And then he does the X cut. He he just, yeah, he uses his big to his advantage. He makes them a weapon while making himself a weapon, you know? So, yep. Uh, absolutely. So when I say there's things you got, they can learn from Redding Brunson and footwork and, and pace. And there's something Brunson can learn from these guys, too, to how to hit those bigs. On the roll, all right. So look, look out quickly. Pay that man, all right. Glamour Nick, Glamour Nick <laughs> said that was an easy one. Oh, that was too easy, Glamour. All right, all right, I got you. Right. Pay me what you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a smart chat too. You got a smart chat. I'm telling you, man, give give quickly the bag, overpay him. He'll play into that contract. You pay him 28, 30 mil, he will eventually be worth more than that, in my opinion. I think I definitely I agree. I definitely think he'll be a Mitch type talking about I'm gonna run through the wall for you. Um, yep. I, I definitely think he is the type that uh rewards your loyalty. And every year he's done exactly what we asked him to do, when you think about it. Every year we've asked him to do something else and he's done it. You know, it was a point where people were questioning if he could he could run point guard. Mm-hmm. There's you a point where that? he's chucking threes. Yeah, remember people question his defense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so like everything. Then, then we was like, okay, you got to get a mid range IQ. You got to do more than just float IQ. Exactly. And then what he what he come back with three level scorer IQ. Mm-hmm. I can hit you with a mid range. The in the, the wizard game, he posted somebody up. <laughs> a little po- he did a little post move. <laughs> <laughs> Too small. Too small. Yeah. yeah. So growth <laughs> development. I like it. Yeah. It's and, exciting. And, and people have been people been arguing. Who should oh man? You should start at two guard. But uh guess who started today? <laughs> guess who started today? The, ragu. the big ragu. Dante DiVincenzo. Seven threes, 
career high 20, career high seven threes. It's 25 points. Do not adjust your YouTube screen or television screen. You might be projecting stream on TV. Yes, that does say 75% from the field and 70% from three. Those are correct numbers. Yes, that does say three steals. Dante has been in the starting job for only a few days, and it's he's been playing great. He's been hitting threes. His activity level is high. I think he might be the most in shape Nick on the team, <laughs> just by the eye test, because he's always going 100 miles per hour and never seems to get tired whatsoever. <laughs> and it's amazing to how he's still at that high activity level and still able to keep his shooting form and all that. So um, he's caused, he's been causing havoc starting yesterday versus the Wizards. Back to back says, I'm still not tired and drops 25 points. I want to get your guys. I want to get you your guys' thoughts on Dante DiVincenzo's game. Let's let's start with you, Lee. What do you think of his game today? We finally have a knit squad where we can pick up pieces, no matter what systems they're used to or what systems they thrive in or what kind of player they are, and they seamlessly fit in. It's been I, I don't think I've been able to experience that as a Knicks fan in my 23 years rooting for this team. We've always been a very like system team or a, a, a team where guys come in and they either have to sacrifice their games or they're given the green light and their efficiencies just drop to the to the bottom. Uh, it's really nice to be able to fit in guys Hart, Hartenstein and DiVincenzo and Brunson to a system that Tibbs has created on both on offense and defense. you got them locking in on both ends. DiVincenzo has been super solid. Uh, I think continuity is doing us a lot of grace this season, starting off and being able to course correct early on our three-point shooting and three-point de- defense. Uh, to be top 10 in both now is an incredible feat based on the way that how Brunson and Randall start off the season as well. It's There's a lot of positivity, which is why I don't understand the uh, microaggressions on Twitter. People chomp at the bit about Kevin Knotts or some Cam Reddish narrative and all the other bum-ass narratives I see on Twitter. It's like the best team I've ever seen in orange and blue, and I love watching them. It's actually exciting to watch them every night because someone different goes off, and you really see the depth and scope of this team's potential uh, on both ends of the ball, which is like under for Tibbs, it's fantastic that we're top 10 efficiency in offense as well. For one point, we were uh, really high last year as well, too. So let's keep it going, man. Yeah, man. Dante, Dante, if you guys don't know, realize it. He He's familiar with the read and react offense. They did that. He's played in the read and react offense before. Um, so it helps. It helps. Also, I, I realized, too, so there's some I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold this. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna let somebody else go first. I'm gonna let somebody else go first. <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, Dante played great tonight. 75% from the field, 70% from three-point range. He he's gonna give you great shooting from three. He's gonna give you consistent effort on defense, always getting into passing lanes, creating steals, fast break opportunities. Yeah, Dante Dante played great tonight and I know, I know the question is going to pop up because Dante's been stepping up in the starting lineup for Grimes. What question? Been... What do you mean? What? <laughs> this is going to be a question? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely going to be a question because <laughs> you already know how Nick's Twitter is. You know, when a guy steps in for somebody else and he goes off, there's going to be that question of, hmm, should they start Should they start starting Dante at the shooting guard or should they continue to start Grimes at the shooting guard? And yeah, my opinion on it, Honestly, as as great as as great as Dante has been the last couple of games, I do see Grimes as the better defender overall, and I would rather Grimes on 
the other team's best player to start games. That's me personally, so I wouldn't mess up anything. But I'll say this, though. I can see a situation where, especially in the playoffs, for example, if the Knicks are in a series and say, for example, Grimes is not playing well and Dante is, I can definitely see a situation where Thibs is going to be like, you know what? Grimes, you're going to come off, you're going to come off the bench with the second unit and he's going to slide Dante in there in the starting lineup because Dante has shown that he can perform with the starting lineup and be an effective player. But as of right now, I wouldn't mess up the, I wouldn't mess up any type of chemistry and 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 I know sometimes it might seem illogical because people are going to be like, oh, Dante's been playing better than Grimes. You should automatically put him in a second in, in the starting lineup and move Grimes to the second unit. But at the same time, it's like I feel like you don't mess up the you don't mess up the chemistry in that way. Not not yet. It's not urgent for the Knicks to make that move. The Knicks are playing well right now. You keep what's going. You know, you stick to what's flowing right now. What you got, Ebony? I can see Ebony's like a pit bull. <laughs> you know, I can tell Ebony when to talk. I can see it. I can read her body language so well. <laughs> what you got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Dante, I, I like Dante, but uh, I, I do like everything he brings. But again, it's two games. Uh, that's a, a good, it's not a, a big enough sample size for me to want to make changes just yet, Um, especially when it can mess up the chemistry. I know you say B team first, do this, do that, but. Grimes technically wasn't playing terribly. He was shooting 40% from three. You understand? So, uh, and he's playing the best defense. He's playing the, the best players on the other team. So you can't just over, you know, overlook that. To me, it's never who starts, it's who finishes. So, um, I can definitely see Dante getting more minutes in certain games or, or, or things of that nature. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with tips goes with who's hot. That's how I would like him to coach. Instead Same. of so much pre-notion of, okay, now you sit, now you sit, oh, okay, you have to play now. Um, Just who, play, with, go with who you, who's hot, well, whose hand is hot. Um, I'm cool with that with everybody. You know, remember, we had the Brunson conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't matter who it is. Remember, me and Lee were saying, yeah, we, we, we would have sat Brunson. And yeah, I was like, <laughs> yep, that man's clutch. <laughs> Yeah, I keep that man in the game. That's top yeah, five question in the NBA. You can't set that they, man. <laughs> in the basketball, they tell you to have a short memory, right? And so what have mm-hmm. you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the game, what have you done for me lately? Why, If I have two of my, uh, you know, if, if Grimes and, and, and IQ and, and Dante are going off, I, I think they should see some, you know, be rewarded for that. No, now, now, maybe not so. You may coach different games different ways, yes, but – I think the person who has the high hand should go. But, yeah, I think definitely Grimes should stay. I don't want to ruffle any feathers because, to me, it never it never counts on, on who starts. Right. So, But Dante is amazing. I, you know, I was a Dante fan. I told I you. I feel I, I gush, gush. So, so, so this this feels good so people can see what he's a little bit of what he's capable of. Uh, it's just they don't back down instant heart and effort all the time. I feel mm-hmm. you. I don't know how you can watch this show and, and it, it doesn't become your favorite Nits post game show. The level of of like insight and personality that each of us bring to the show, it's just it's so much better than any other platform out there. And we don't we're not interested in partisan positive Nits negative Nits Twitter, man. That's just not how we think. We critique players in like small sample sizes but also understand the big picture too. And right. that level of like competence and balance and, and analyzing games, it's precious, man. You, you got to enjoy it while you have it. And this is a great panel. I'm so proud to be on here, man. It's an honor. 
Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Y'all so great. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy post games. It's fun talking next with you guys. Definitely, definitely. For sure. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wait, chaos. Wait, wait, wait. Bring it, bro. That's why I, that's why I had to wait. <laughs> you, you about to play devil's advocate? Oh yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Kumbaya, yeah, that's cool. All right, so <laughs> he said, he said, time to choose some violence. Let's go, bro. <laughs> okay, so um, the actually, I largely do agree with you guys. Like, you know me, that's been my mantra for for years. I don't make this. I don't make snap decisions off of small sample sizes. I want to see larger sample sizes. Um, for Dante DiVincenzo, he's done really well these last two games, um, back-to-back situations. The process has been good. These games that we played have been, you know, the bottom feeders of the NBA. The bottom feeders of the NBA. But so you want to see bigger sample sizes against tougher defenses, against, uh, you know, um, longer teams, things of that nature. Um, so I, first of all, I want to see that. Uh, second, though, what I what I really say though is, I always complained like you know we want Grimes to be we want Grimes to be more aggressive. We sometimes like maybe we should throw some play calls for him. Um, if, if anything can be taken away from this game, if Grimes watching, it's the aggressiveness that's needed, right? Dante, he got you know he got the shots that were given to him. He wasn't featured, but one thing he did, the ball came to him in the corner. He shot that ball. <laughs> the closeout was aggressive. He's like, the shot is aggressive too. It did not matter. <laughs> it did not matter. And if there's one thing I want Grimes to take away from that is to do that. Because that I, I really feel like watching this game, like, yo, this is how I want Grimes to play. I want him to be aggressive, even on the closeouts. Even in, like, this is what you're here for. You're here to shoot the rock. Um, also something that I realized that Dante is not bringing, that Dante's bringing that Grimes isn't, there's like a little bit of picking role chemistry happening with Dante and Randall. I don't know if you guys are peeping the little weird skit pocket passes that he he's um, giving to Randall. He's like introducing like a little bit of a new wrinkle offensively with that first unit. And it's only a small sample size. He th- he threw he threw that same pass the yesterday. It didn't really connect. Today he did it and connected better. But I can see some offensive chemistry brewing, and for sure, Grimes defensively is better. Uh, for sure, it's like without a doubt. How much better defensively is is Grimes over Dante? That's that's where I'm bringing violence. This is when I'm bringing the violence part. <laughs> How much better? Grimes is better defensively one on one. How much better is he? I think, in my opinion, I, Grimes is a better on ball defender. I think definitely he's a better on ball defender. But I think Dante plays passing lanes much better than Grimes does, and Dante will go for steals more often than Grimes does as well. So it's kind of like two different defenders in a way. Like Grimes is that guy that if you need somebody to shut down the opponent's opposing player, like he's going to hound him. He's going to be on him, on ball, and try to stop and try to limit him as much as he can, while Dante is more, like he can defend, but at the same time, he's going to defend passing lanes as well. So it's so like with Dante, it's more like he's more aware of like what's going on around him. 
So, like, he'll play defense, but at the same time, he'll peep, like, okay, what's this player doing over here? You know, where is he going to pass the ball? And then he's going to try to cut that passing lane and then try to create a steal. So that's the difference between the two, in my opinion. I think I think it depends on what you want from your defender. If you're a guy that – if you're a person that rather is on ball defense and think that that person is the better defender, then you would say Grimes is the better defender. But if you're that guy that wants a defender that is more aware – jumps passing lanes and things of that nature, then you would say Dante is better. For me personally, I think Grimes is a better defender overall because I personally prefer on-ball defense and shutting down the opponent's best player. Good answer. I, I have to agree with uh, Ryan G because um, i seen a couple of times in Washington and sometimes in this game um, – people get get the best of him. You know, he's very aggressive. So sometimes that works against him. Mm -hmm. Um, I seen Denny, what's his name? Avia abused him a couple times yesterday. It kind of surprised me. I was like, what was that, Dante? You know, but it happens. <laughs> it happens. So you don't, you don't harp on it because he doesn't do it a lot. But he has, you know, his aggression works against him sometimes. And uh I just think the difference between Grimes and uh and I think Grimes is, is is the better candidate right now, but I just think the the difference why it's even a conversation. Well Dante's a good player too, and um that Dante the game slowed down already for him. You know, they're yeah. in two different spots of their career. Uh Dante's been to a couple teams, couple different situations where he didn't get any burn till he got some burn, till he was, you know, got a lot of burn. He was taking people's minutes in Golden State. You know, they didn't expect him to be this good. I remember hearing them, well, we're not going to be able to keep him. They knew that. All-star game. <laughs> we're not going to be able to keep him. They knew they weren't going to be able to afford him. So I, I, I still, I definitely agree with, with Ryan uh, that it's, it's Grimes. I just think the game is, is fast for him right now. So he can't see the defense and stuff just ahead yet because everything is still so, so fast for him. You know, uh, take Mitch as a perfect example. You know, took mm -hmm. some years for the game to slow down so he can be able to call out defenses and see it before it happens. I think I don't think Grimes is just there yet, but I, I think he's the better candidate. I would like him, him to start. He's definitely. The answer is Grimes, and to me it's not even close. Grimes is also the better complement to Brunson and Brunson's weaknesses. And I, I think about the all trades and roster moves and rotations based on building around Brunson as the, the primary target for that. And Grimes – cleans up a lot of Brunson's defensive mistakes better than DiVincenzo does. You need a better on-ball defender when Brunson's in the backcourt with you than someone who's playing passing lanes. And we have a sample size now of a year and some change of Grimes starting the best of player on an opposing team night after night and doing a really good job of reducing their efficiency and also playing a ton of minutes in that position where DiVincenzo has been guarding backup guys for the most part for the last three years. Uh, so it's not close. Grimes, I think, has a higher ceiling too. I'll give DiVincenzo the higher floor at the moment. And also one save DiVincenzo is very underrated as a defender. Most of us on this panel knew what he was bringing based on his time in Milwaukee and Golden State. But he's been a welcome addition. And that, that's been pretty solid from Madrid. At least his effort has. Yes. All great answers. I can't imagine Dante uh, guarding Jimmy Butler one-on-one -on -one and stealing the ball on one of the I can't. <laughs> Good cut. <laughs> I, I really can't. Jimmy Butler's definitely going to use his aggressive in this, against him. He he reads people shifting left or right very mm -hmm. well. Yeah, that's, he does. That's a yeah. fact. But I, I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, Dante starting for sure. Uh, his aggressiveness on three. Grimes, take that in. Take that in. Yeah. Take, take, I'll, please I'll take that in. 
I was sitting there thinking, man, if Brian be like this, I just want I just want that for him so much. But I will say the game that Grimes got injured in. Um, I, I, I said I wanted him to take 15 shots that game versus the Hawks because there was no RJ Barrett. He had 10 shots before he got injured, so he was on his way that game. Hopefully, he stays on pace. But Dante got 12 shots with RJ in the game, so I don't know. <laughs> I'll say this though: if Grimes is going to be out for the next game, it's going to be it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup to see how Dante is going to guard Ant Edwards because that's going to be a tough matchup. Man, so I, so I definitely want to see how he's going to guard Ant. Ant and Edwards Nobody can. in Minnesota. I think I might think that they might, you know, he said what he said. RJ might want to get a little piece That's of him. That's the best matchup. Yeah. He, I, I think RJ might want a piece of him. I think uh, <laughs> it won't be Dante or Grimes. You know, people keep receipts. <laughs> I just, I feel RJ, shout out to RJ. RJ came back, had a rough game today. He had a rough game. He had a big three, though. He had a couple of big moments. Um, but I was reading on Twitter about Steve Popper. Steve Popper said in the second quarter after uh, the coach called timeout, he was on the bench gassed. <laughs> gassed. So he definitely doesn't have uh, the, the games off, took his stamina, took his rhythm. Um, and we're playing, you're playing the Timberwolves next. So that might be a tall task for him to guard him after trying to work him way, his way back into shape. You know what I mean? So um, I'm, but um, hopefully Grimes will be back because I think I did read that the injury is not serious. So Grimes might be back for the next game. Whichever poor soul has to guard Anthony Edwards, I'm gonna give him a little bit of grace like, off the bat right now because the season's very very early. I don't want to throw out any hot takes just yet, but from my eye test and the limited games I've been able to watch. Anthony Edwards has been the most dominant offensive player in the NBA this season thus far. Oh, yeah. He's been killing it. He's definitely been killing it. I got to give all the props to Anthony Edwards. He, look, Love he, that looks, he looks great. And, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm forgetting his name right now. Draymond Green would agree with me. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, Draymond? Sitting down at home watching. Yeah, he agrees. All right. Shout out to the people in the chat, man. If you want to talk Knicks basketball, hit that Discord link. I see somebody is in the link right now, in the chat, in the Discord chat right now. Mindhunter, I'm about to bring you in. I don't know if you're listening, but you, I'm about to bring you in so you talk Knicks basketball with us and give us your comments. Let's see. Mindhunter, what's going on? I don't know if you, you, if you can hear us, but you're alive right now. The KOT Show. What's going on? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. This is so exciting for me. It's my first time calling through the Discord. I, I love you guys. Yeah. You are fans. Uh, no, it's still Nick fans, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Yeah, Mindhunter is my 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 gamer tag on PS5. Oh, Ron is Mindhunter. <laughs> that is funny. That was, um... <laughs> Don't play around with me, baby. <laughs> Yeah, you could have kept that going anyway, for a minute. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Shout out to Ryan, Lee, Ebony. What's good, Jay Ellis? Chilling, man. Good, 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 man. What, what are your thoughts on the game today, right? Or any, any or the Knicks in general? Uh man, listen, I'm just happy and excited for this this Nick team, man. Listen, people, I, I think. Um, can you hear me still? Yeah, mm -hmm. sure yeah. can. Oh, okay, cool. I think people don't understand, at least Nick fans, and and just 
maybe people on the outside looking in, like they don't get how tough this Knicks schedule has been. It's and yep. once again, I'm not gonna say it's the the um the opponents. It's the amount of games played and the amount of time we've played in it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot for a, a team to start a season with all of these games, the back to backs and all this stuff. Injuries galore. Uh Julius Randle we thought was hundred percent coming into the season. He was not. Like there's been so many different hurdles that this Nick team has been over been able to overcome. We are sitting at eight and five right now, and we only had big three gel one time. You know what I mean? Soon as things got going, RJ's out with the migraines. Like yeah. there's always something. And I'm just like, this is fantastic. I don't think people get it. We eight and five through all of this. Mm-hmm. You wait until we get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's like the tip of the iceberg. It's I'm the, excited, bro. I'm excited too. I'm excited. Like, and I feel like you're leading us into that next our next topic, Ron. Because <laughs> this is behind the scenes time. projecting. I'm just. I don't want to get too excited. But Lee, if you guys know Lee, Lee's the first one to get excited by him. So he leads like I'm going there. He was in the back. He was in the back like Jay Ellis. Can we talk about this? <laughs> yep. I was like, dog, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> but I agree. Let's fire it up. Hey, well, I'm I'm just curious at what that that next topic is. But the other thing I wanted to 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 chime in on real quick is, I know this is a tough one, man, because the problem is. When, when people look at teams, they look at what works best for the team, but a lot of it kind of gets focused on the starting lineup. Mm. And I think what this Nick team has showed everybody for so many years is that sometimes our starting lineup is, is good and it's okay. Sometimes our bench is hot. And that's the, that's the, you know, where we, where we really, you know, cut our teeth when it comes to these games right now. I would say we're in the middle, like the, the bench is finding itself. They're getting a lot of chemistry. And so sometimes the bench is going to be the big player for us on, on any given night. Whereas the starting unit with the way RJ Barrett is playing or has been playing up until tonight, let's, let's give him a break for tonight. But the way he's been playing, the way Julius is starting to get back to how Julius plays, the way Brunson is who Brunson is, that starting lineup is solid, no yeah. matter what. And the way Mitch is playing on the defensive end, steals and rebounds, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. We are in such a good space in that starting lineup that I don't necessarily know that you want to take Grimes out of that starting lineup and mess with that chemistry they got and then affect the chemistry that the second unit is starting to develop right now. Because Josh Hart and Dante look like they have a nice one and two off, you know, when they play. And also, Dante looks like he plays well with Brunson. I get it. But I just, like, I think RJ sits back as he sees Grimes taking care of the best player. He's like, one thing I don't have to worry about tonight. Man. So, I don't know if I want to change that. That's it. That's all I I, have. I, I I agree. All good points. All good points. Salute to you, Ron. I definitely agree. The chemistry we building is definitely I, propelling us, man. I agree also. Yes, definitely. I just want to say thank you to you guys. Keep doing what you do. Uh, everybody keep supporting Jay Ellis and the Nick of Time show. Lee, Ebony, and Ryan G. They put out great content. Let's keep flowing and keep growing. Let's go. Let's go. Shout out to my guy, Ryan. I'll be over there. I'll be chilling with still Knicks fans on Saturday sometimes. <laughs> they don't even be the biggest platform. I just I just enjoy listening to them talk ball. Yes, yes. 
Well, you yeah. want to say something, Ebony? Yes, I did. Um, you know, one of my the other people that I enjoy watching Dante play with, probably my favorite actually, is IQ. Um, they're they're my favorite tandem. So I definitely would not, you know, to me again, it's not who starts, it's, it's who finishes. So as long as I get to see them play together a lot, I'm with it because I even on defense they kind of mesh well. Team defensively, also um, playing with you know, to communicate and switching with each other, or whatever had be. So yeah, I like them, and I definitely agree with. Uh, we we don't need to mess up that chemistry. We don't. We don't. Dante and uh, IQ to to play off that Ebony. They remind me of how Shumpert and Jr. Smith used to come in with that second unit back in the twenty thirteen. Uh, Mike Mike Woodson Knicks. I love the energy they would bring in off the bench. Those two. Yeah. Yo, there's a lot of interesting combinations I'm seeing with mixing and matching like the front courts with the the, the, the bench players. Like I'm liking, I've been liking the the Brunson IQ Dante thing. I've been liking that. I've been liking, <laughs> I've been I've been I've been liking the way the the first units is playing together in general. There's a lot of interesting combinations to play with. I I like I like um Randall and that I forgot what I was about to say. My memory's so shy. Give me, give me, yeah. I like, I like the Randall Dante combination. That's kind of brewing. General, I, I kind of like their thing going on. I like, I like, I like Dante and Brunson for obvious reasons today. This like oh, there you go. It was the the Randall Brunson. I like the Randall Brunson. What they have cooking, uh, yep. getting yep. cooking. I like the way they they're using each other and playing off each other. So yeah, that's that was my combination. The, the Randall uh, Brunson. I like, I like what they're doing. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, and I even like. Josh Hart, it's funny. It's, it's, it sucks that RJ was 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 um injured, but it seems like Josh Hart. I feel like I missed something. I feel like Josh Hart is starting to find his rhythm a little bit, hitting threes and and such. I, I feel like people are stepping up in in place of being injured. Oh, I got to be okay. the oh. chat. The ch- <laughs> we surveyed a hundred people said I like the Fournier and bench combo. <laughs> 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 Yo, comment yeah, of the day. That's a good one. Yeah, that that's, is. That's <laughs> Yo, we serve. I like oh, that man. combination. Too. I like that. That is oh, my favorite combination. That, that baby played that. yesterday and got smoked by Landry Shaman. Like he wasn't even there. He blew right by him. I'm saying, what's oh, you oh, doing? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I mean, he played. He played. Shout out to Miles McBride. Yo, Miles McBride's little. Miles McBride. Shout out. Yeah. See the confidence. I see the growth in him. His strength is underrated. He's standing up, folk, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's good to see those 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 minutes, though, because that means maybe we could use him as a specialist. What we thought Frank was, it turned out to be Deuce. <laughs> yeah. We just thought, you know. Deuce, well, Frank was supposed to be, be able to guard one through four or whatever. Yeah, he's supposed to. What I say, like maybe he could be used as that specialist that mm-hmm. that if you need to to cool off or give a different look to a J, a Jordan Pool type of player. Exactly. You know. Um. It's so yeah, I, I see his growth. Would you I say? Lee? Believe, I can't believe Dennis Smith Jr. became a better on ball defender than Frank Neilatina. That is crazy. That is Dennis crazy. Is one of the, yeah. He's a top five on ball defender in the NBA. That's insane to think. Never predicted that. Yes, he's a nice guy. Actually, he uh, actually he's a really nice guy too. Like to be, <laughs> I love yeah, that. I man. mean, Frank Nilakina went from 
being able to guard one through four to guard on the bench right now because that man gonna get no he was doing all right he hurt his knee he's but he was he was getting a little like he was getting a little like a little bit it's crazy because you know I'm not gonna call myself no basketball scout or anything like that but I've never been so wrong on a player than I was on Frank Nilekina. <laughs> I've never been yeah. so wrong on a player. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Facts. I figured. I figured he had the hard part of the game down. That the offense yeah. would come eventually, right? It's nah. always it been the confidence. That's I realized. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That him and Kevin Knox is the confidence. They the just confidence. were too young. They the one young. thing. That's the one reason why. After watching Frank and then seeing IQ. That's what made me so sure about IQ early. Mm. That's what made me because I feel like IQ had the work ethic that Frank had when he first came. I feel like Frank's work ethic was crazy, but IQ has this crazy confidence that like nobody could take from him. <laughs> like That's when you shoot, certain, when you, you shoot gotta, like seventy five footers and tips your coach, like you don't care. <laughs> you don't care. So I was like, you know what? I bet money. I bet money IQ would be that guy. Yeah. But I want to get to another topic. Funny enough, I was still Knicks fans, and I feel like this might be along the same topic. Shout out to Ron. Um, that we were talking about. And it's still Nick. The ceiling of the what is the ceiling of this team? Because we are top, it's still early. I still have still some tests to go through, right? Because we've been playing a lot of bottom feeder teams. But we're top 11 in offense right now, top eight in three-point shooting, bottom we're bottom 28 in field goal percentage, but I feel like that's going to go up when Brunson starts shooting like a normal person again. Top five in defense, very deep team, second round exit last year, barely lost to the Celtics in game one, didn't have RJ the second time we played the Celtics. Um, we have a clutch guy. We have Randall who's playing at a great NBA level again. We're running. We're running through teams. Run three in a row early. Where do you see this team, Lee? I'm, I'll start with Lee because Lee wanted that. More Lee wanted this. <laughs> Lee was like, "Let's talk about this." I think this is the closest I've ever seen us, and this is the first time I would say we're a contender. I, I actually believe that we are because I think there's a ceiling for this team to to meet. And I'm watching Tibbs evolve as a coach and be more flexible than he's ever been. And the team seems to really be buying into his philosophies and his coaching style. And when you have that plus continuity, plus multiple guys on the floor that give you offense and defense at the same time, you don't have to play the revolving door um, rotationally. You makes you very dangerous. This is a team that knows each other's tendencies very well, that believes in each other. And there's an established pecking order and role placement on this team as well. And that gives us, I think, a real shot to get to the finals this year. I, I think we can get to the finals. I think we're absolutely going to make the Eastern Conference finals. I think we're going to win between 53 to 54 games. A very high jail, as you know it. I'm, I'm always an optimist when it comes to, to these Knicks. But so far, I've been pretty damn close. And I think w- where I thought we used to be like a Zion piece away, I think now we're a Jeremiah Grant. I think if we add Jeremiah Grant, we end, we win the East and we go to the finals or a player of his caliber. Uh, I love what Jalen Brunson brings Closing time, and I just need Julius Randle 
to play consistently. Just give me exactly what you did me in the regular season in the playoffs. I really don't need anyone else to play better than they already are right now in order for us to make the finals. I think RJ's rolling. He's playing like an all-star. And Emmanuel Quickly is one of the most efficient, profound players off the bench, if not the most, in the NBA. Uh, if Thomas Grimes f- finds his, his, his cajonas and starts hitting those threes when they're open, sky's the limit. Go ahead, Benny. I already know you got to say. Go ahead, Benny. Oh, it's on me. Is it my turn? Yeah, uh, I, I agree with Lee. I think I think uh, sky's the limit with this team. Why couldn't we? Why can't we be the Heat? Yep. Last year, you understand yep. why can't we be Boston before they got Przingis? You know, they had two stars, and then they had a team of people who starred in their role, right? You know, um, when they made it to the finals with Golden State. You know, they had a, a defensive player of the year and, and the Marcus Smart type. You know, maybe we'll have that in, in Mitch. You know, a six-man of the year, we'll probably have that with, with IQ, hopefully. You know, you see the, the resemblance? Why can't that be us? I, I feel like it's more of a, a margin for ever, ever with this team. Um, You don't – every one person doesn't have to do it all. We just all chip in and we'll be okay. And that's that's what you see, Um, even when we're not without – we're without a player, somebody, okay, I may have to give a little bit more. And um, that that's a good thing to have, that people just ready to step up, that we have the people ready to step up. You know, it's only certain teams that have it all like we do, like or do, able to do, throw different looks. Either they're all offensive or they're all defensive. But to have a balance of both is not a lot of teams like that, especially with the, the depth that we have on this team, you know, uh, Boston is one that comes to mind where I say they have the offense, the defense, and they can, you know, throw some pieces in there. They don't have depth like that, you know. Uh, so the injuries might be a problem later on in in the year or or sitting. Right. Um. Sorry, my my computer's doing whatever's one do. Okay, there we go. So <laughs> sitting is a uh something, you know. The, but that's one of the teams that I I, I really believe that maybe you we, we, we don't want to see or it's going to take some time or give our all to beat. But that's basically it. It's not Milwaukee because I think they gave up their piece when they did Drew. Um, I think they sacrificed a lot for their offensive end, to be honest. Um, you still got to play the 76ers, too. Yeah, 76ers, they on the roll now, but they're still fairly new and try to jail themselves, too, besides maybe, like, you know, the main pieces of Maxi and Embiid and, and, and Tobias. You know, they've been there. But the surrounding pieces that that's new, yeah. So I don't know if this is just a hot streak. You know how how other I teams agree. just start start hot mm-hmm. in the beginning. So we'll see. We shall see. I one hundred percent agree. Huh? Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you on that about Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not sold really on mm-hmm. them either. They got to make me a believer too. That Jay Z uh, line. <laughs> you had yeah. a spark when you started, but now you just garbage. Yes, you, you just, that's, that's a seventy six. Exactly. Or, or we don't believe you. <laughs> Need more people. Uh, <laughs> <That line too. laughs> if, if, if we play, if, if we play Joe Mazella or um, Adrian Griffin, Boston or Milwaukee in the playoffs, give me Tibbs all damn day. It really comes down to does Tibbs sit the guys that are cold? If Brunson is ice cold, does he sit him and trust IQ? If Randall is ice cold and forcing the issue, does he sit him and play uh, RJ Barry the four? That is what determines if we do the finals or not. For people watching who haven't watched Lee in a minute, yes, Lee is is hyping up tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell has frozen over. Yes, hell Here has I frozen am. over. This is the same Lee from last year, the Nigga Time Show, who was at Screen Fire Tips. This is the same guy. Just just for you guys. 
who just came back in the yeah. That's the same guy. All right, go ahead, Ramji. <laughs> well, after hearing what Lee and Ebony had to say, I feel like I'm going to be the one who's going to probably rain on the parade. As yes, let's rain. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Rain. Because here's the thing. Before I can jump off of Manhattan Bridge and be like, <laughs> the Knicks going to the Eastern Conference Finals, the Knicks are going to the Finals, I have to see the Knicks against the Bucks a few more times because the when they, when they match up against the Bucks, it was still early in the season. The Knicks didn't catch their groove as of yet, so I need to see what a Knicks team in their full groove is going to do against the Bucks in the other regular season games. I have to see how the Knicks do against Celtics as well because, again, the, the first two games are not good litmus tests. The first, the, Celtics, the Knicks played the Celtics the first game of the season. No rhythm developed as of yet. The second game of the season, RJ Barrett was out. So I need to see how this Knicks team, fully healthy, and all cylinders clicking is going to do against, is going to do against the Celtics. I also got to see them against Philly as well before I make – that is before I make that decision that okay, yeah, Knicks are gonna go to the Eastern Conference Finals or Knicks are going to the finals. But I will say this though. Last season, I feel like the Knicks issue was not was not hitting open shots. That's what killed them in the Miami series, and that's why they got knocked out of the playoffs against Miami. The fact that the Knicks are knocking in their shots this season, if that carries over into the playoffs and ran and Julius Randle plays like Julius Randle. Yeah, that's, I do believe sky's the limit. But the Celtics at this moment, they still scare me. Celtics, I think Celtics are the best team in the East, so Celtics still scare me. The Bucks, Giannis, Damian Lillard, those guys in the playoffs. So th that worries me as well. I don't think I don't think it's a definite that the Knicks are gonna go are gonna get past the Bucks. But I feel like every other team in the East, the Knicks have a pretty good chance going up against. So my so where I rank the Knicks right now, I still think the Knicks are a second-round team at the moment, but that may change as the season goes on as I see the Knicks go up more against the Bucks, the Celtics, and, and the Sixers and see how they fare against them. Okay. Now, Ryan G, I'm kind of leaning more towards – I'm like – I'm in the middle. I'm like the thought has been in my mind, but I didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> like that's where I'm at because, because of the reasons that Ryan G said. Cause like I want, cause we lost to the Celtics twice, but when we lost to the Celtics the second time, we didn't have RJ Barrett. Mm -hmm. um, the three point shooting has been really good. A lot of reason why the shoot point three point shooting has been really good is because RJ Barrett three point shooting has been really good. I've been very encouraged by his process. I really want to see how how that's going to look with like a twenty twenty five game span to see if like. So to me, I say last year, I said this year, if RJ Barrett is real. For real, if the RJ Barrett we had before the injury is here, and not even at the rate he's been like shooting 50% from three is crazy. Like you're not gonna shoot 50% from three the entire season. But if that's real, I'm I'll be more even more willing to put my chips in the table. I want to see what's what that's going to bring us. Um, but what's really encouraging that's making me think that we can get there is that I do believe the defense is absolutely real. I do yep. believe the process in which we score points has grown and that's absolutely real um so those things are making me be encouraged to go okay those two things that i feel like might have been holding us back a little bit of breaking through that ceiling in the second round is on the uptick so I, that's why i feel like you know what we're on our way to maybe 
like RJ Barrett was saying last season, shot the shot the world. But I have to see a little bit more. I want to I want to see 76ers. I want to see Celtics full strength. I want to see our guys full strength to, to really judge. But it's I'm on I'm like I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And shout out to Knicks Rons from still Knicks fans. They were talking about do we need to bring an all-star here in the first place? And I know we started the season talking about bringing in Embiid and all this other stuff. Um, but with those guys gone off the tables, like, you know, I don't really see Embiid leaving at this point. Giannis was dumb and signed a four-year extension. Who's really left out there? You know what I mean? Who's really left out there to me that's going to be a game changer? And with that in mind, I kind of feel like the Knicks really has to pivot and be like, if there's no real game changer out there, Keep the team together. Pay IQ. Um, Jeremiah, you already talked. You heard you, we talked about Jeremiah Grant to death here. Um, find somebody who can guard Tatum one one like Jeremiah Grant, yep. <laughs> who could also shoot threes. I've seen some people were concerned about his his contract. Uh, it was one hundred fifty million. His contract is big because of the years. It's a five year contract. From year to year. He's making 27, 27 million year one, 29 million year two, and like in the 30s, year three, four, and five. So it looks big when you put it all together, but it's really it's not as bad as you you think. That's what I'm saying. Right. I, I I agree. And JLS, I haven't agreed with you that strongly in some time. I 100 <laughs> percent am on board with us staying the course, maintain continuity. Don't blow our load and get rid of our pits and our solid young core for a guy with a bloated contract, injury concerns, and motor issues, right? Zach Levine or someone of his level. I think we would like one ancillary quasi-starter away from being a year, year-to-year contender um, on an annual basis. And, man, that's a great place to be. That's what I'm saying. Neji admits Twitter, man. Give the stick up. Sit back. Enjoy the process. Enjoy, enjoy the team you have. Stop arguing all this BS minutia, man. These narratives don't matter. The team is good, and they can even get better. That's a great place to be. Right. In, in other words, Lee is saying, stop being jackasses. <laughs> sure. Don't don't be captains of the goof troops. Okay? <laughs> don't do it. Don't be the captains of the goof troops. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Just don't do it. And it, you know, it's it's funny because the. Teams who won championships in the past, I've usually had that guy. This has been MVP Tyler players. You know, it's been that's, that's usually the way it's been. Um, the only, the only real like we, everybody keeps referencing the Detroit Pistons, but I don't think anybody's done it since then. Of, of like that collective group. True, but if we don't, if nobody's available, I don't think we have a choice but to go there. I felt like school just now. Me, me, I go ahead, it. go ahead. Wait, hold up. <laughs> I, I, think the, I, think, I think the Nuggets are very similar, though. Yeah, uh, because they're, they're going to say they got but, Jokic and Murray. Yo, like Jokic is an MVP caliber player. Yeah, but it took them, yeah, took yeah, them like eight, drafted, nine though. years. Right. I'm sorry, right? What you say? No, I was saying those guys were drafted though. They didn't acquire those yeah. players. They drafted those players. No, no, I'm not even saying acquiring players. I'm saying teams who've won. Have had MVP caliber players yes. on their team, or like top ten players on their team. Those have been the teams that won. There hasn't been a team that won a championship that didn't have that type of player on their team, with the exception of Detroit Pistons, who 
Facts. did it differently. Like there's no one who's, there's no one since the Pistons has done it that way. Which is oh, why every God. time we we which is why when people be like, don't trade anybody, I'm like, well, history is showing us this is what you need. So this is why we're looking to do that. Uh-uh. I'm the I'm the historian that talk about the Pistons all the time. I bring that one up. That's I know. I said everybody knows. That's, <laughs> that's the one I bring up because <laughs> I, I figure it, or you could also I know they didn't win the championship, but it is it's it's controversy behind it. Is the was it the around the two two thousand and three uh, Kings? Yeah, when Chris Webber, yeah. Uh, when, when Donahue was the was the referee for for one of them games that was a little lopsided, you know. Mm. So uh, that mm. might be another one, but he he robbed us of that. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. I think, <laughs> I think what we do have is we have a, a crunch time superstar, right? Brunson deliver at the same rate use usage and output as any of the greats, Giannis. Katie, any of them in the last two minutes, he can do the same thing storing wise and decision-making wise as those guys can. I worry about his free throw shooting a little bit. I trust IQ actually more than I do, and maybe even RJ more than I do Brunson on free throws. And we also have a defensive player of the year candidate. Mitch is not just underrated anymore. He is a defensive player of the year candidate. I think he's a, the top number one pick and should win it this year for what he's doing to, to the Nets defense in terms of anchoring it in, in every facet of a game. So you combine that with Brunson, why not us? Yeah. Yeah, why not, why not us? us? I yeah. agree. I agree. Like, and we don't have a choice because I'm not giving the farm for anybody else. I'm not giving my farm for Cat. Like, uh, like hell I'm no. I'm not giving the farm for all these other players. No bums. Like, I'm not doing that. No so- Lego men either. Put the Legos down. I don't want people that fall apart. Yeah. Put the Legos down. <laughs> yeah. Some, and somebody asked, and shout out to Lee. I saw Sleep answer this, and I think I actually I agree with Lee. Like, who would you trade for Grant? And well, you you said Grimes, Grimes Fournier in a protected pick. Grimes Fournier protected pick. Okay, I would do. Would that. they take that though? That would be the answer. They're tanking. Yeah, they're tanking. Like they're gonna want a young player would, in the pick. And, and clear the cap, right? Yeah, yeah. Grimes is a shooter they don't really have right now. They have a lot of athletes, bouncy guys, Simons and Stute, but they don't really have like a, a floor spacing shooter. And Grimes would give them that. To to be honest, it would be nice to 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 see you know a long wing if we could get it. But I I really I really I really enjoy this team. I just think about it, Ebony. Just think about it. This is this team. I get where y'all going with the long wing you add, you add, but then then you're gonna add somebody else that needs lot, that needs shots. You is he gonna be okay with the amount of shots that he gets? These are things that I think the grass ain't always green. I'm scared about our chemistry. You know, that's um, fair. It's fair. That's a fair. Uh, that is a it's, that is a good question. Um, I, I, he has his money. I feel like here's the thing. He left. He didn't take the money on OKC to join the Detroit Pistons to show that he can do more to get bid, to get a bigger pay, get a bigger contract. He was able, so he's now he's able to get his bigger contract and get he's getting the money. But he flourished as a three and D guy before he flourished as the guy we see him now. So in my mind, I'm thinking we can put him, we can move RJ to the two, put him at the three. Uh Randall four, we can have a big team, switchable. You can put him on Tatum. Tatum is not going to bully him like he's bullying everybody else, right? And then that backup power forward that we need, we can have him, we can take him out a little bit early sometimes, have him be the backup power forward for Randall. 
you know. No. Uh, I understand. I understand. I understand why you would want him. I really do. Because I'm a Jeremy Grant fan. I wanted him before that contract. I'm not even gonna hold you before mm-hmm. he even signed it. I was hoping maybe that was a target that we we went across. But again, I, I think we under undervalue the development in leaps. You know, you can still have that. Something could still click during the season, where <laughs> where you, you figure it out. And as we see, we see a little bit of leap ribbit ribbits now from from multiple people. Imagine if it continues to click. Yeah, no, I'm not even saying. I'm not even saying. I'm not even saying that Grimes won't figure it out. Because I, I, I 100% believe Grimes will figure it out. It's not even. It's not about him figuring it out or not. It's about what do we is need to get over the hump. That's really yeah. what it is. It's like is we're it missing enough, a right? wing, and it's nice to have this, but we need this more. That's really what it is. That's it's not. It's not, it's not, I love Grimes, but if somebody else can lock somebody down, if I could bring another defender who can guard bigger guys here to guard the Ingrams, to guard the Tatums, to guard the guys that are longer. Yeah, I, that's why I, I know he's a role player, but I wanted to see more of them topping just for the specialist type of role. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, kind of what, what OB was doing wasn't much, you know, much minutes he was getting just if we need you to give a different look that you're available, like we don't even have anybody that like long, except for Sims. If you want to see Sims on a bigger play, cause he does do perimeter. We never seen that. Right. Who knows what that looks like? Yeah. But Sims but can't just shoot. That, Sims can't shoot. I know, but you wouldn't do this for a long period of time. That's what I'm saying. It's just to throw, uh, throw the person out of rhythm. And I think a lot, a lot of times with Tibbs, he's okay with one person going off. Just not everybody. So, like, you know, Tatum, you can't guard him, really. Only Tatum can guard himself. You, you understand? Mm-hmm. So, me knowing that, it doesn't matter who's in front of that man. Let me find a, a good defenders, team-wise, that can, can can shut down everybody else. I think that's what we see, and we're going to continue to see with our team. Like, we're okay with Melo showing out and doing what he does, but we can't let Mark Williams, we can't let – my, uh, bridges go off. You understand? Like it's okay for for you, Mello. You go ahead and earn your money. <laughs> but, uh, the rest of these people, we not getting them paydays. Um, so <laughs> I think if, if if we we go through that route, we'll be okay. One or one one or maybe two, depending on who the two people can't beat you. So I really. Uh, my last note on Jeremiah Grant uh, as an advocate for the trade. First, I agree with Ebony. I don't want to give away too much young talent, which is why Grimes would be the only one that I would do. Because I, I also like the idea of RJ moving to the two, where I think he might be the most potent, especially with his size. But Jeremiah Grant had the opportunity to be a part of that Denver team. And probably if he was there, would, would have won a championship if he would have stayed. And now he's gotten a bad and he's experienced losing on a pretty intense level in, in Detroit and in, in Portland and OKC. He might want to get back to some winning culture and play for a coach to bring the best out of him. Like, you know, Randall always says about Tibbs. And I think I think Tibbs and Jeremiah would be a great pairing. I think he would go back to that utility role and be able to fit in. He's under the 15 shots he's getting in Portland right now per game. It's going to be more around the Denver area, eight or nine a game. But if you can be efficient in that and shoot 35, 37% from three, we're winning the championship. Yeah, you, you know you're always going to have somebody talk. You're going to hear – $150 million for eight shots. <laughs> <laughs> if it's seven of eight, though, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys shoot the 83% from the field for the whole season. <laughs> That's it's not even, it's just, man, we need somebody to guard a freaking Tatum. <laughs> we need somebody to guard a, 
a big and I, I agree with Lee. Like the timing might be right. We always talk about man. Can we trade for this guy? They would never trade with us. Portland does business with us. We already know that. Nope. Portland does business with us. They're gonna blow up their team. Like they're gonna want to get rid of him during the trade deadline. So I can. So it, I don't uh, know if the Knicks actually want him though. That's you yeah. know what I'm saying. Who does Chicago have anybody that's that's that 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 fits that description? Let me look at the team real quick. No. Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams yeah. not very good. Because you know they're about to uh, blow up too. Yeah, like scavengers. Can we, who who can we pick up without dismantling our team? We we need a Derrick Rose type of trade right now. <laughs> we don't give up much and get back a lot. <laughs> Everybody can't go to heaven, man. <laughs> yeah. We never, yeah, that's like the first trade I honestly say that I thought, like, yeah, that's a fleece. We what? What? Yeah. I'm like, Nick's tables are turning when that happened. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was looking that at that. Doesn't him. happen to us. Oh, yeah, I, I, think, I think if the Knicks are looking, I think if the Knicks are looking for a trade that they can fleece, I think Knicks are gonna probably, probably have to look in the Western Conference because teams typically don't charge much when it's going across conference. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like you're trading within conference, so I think if the Knicks are looking for a, a trade that they can fleece, they probably have to look in the Western Conference, and that's why Jeremiah Grant is one of those targets you look at where it's like that might be a reasonable target for the Knicks to go after. Yeah, um, it's another one that uh, some of my co-hosts in my pregame and space on Twitter, Brutus, he he always mentioned it was a Darius Bradley. He got uh, he was a OKC drafty and then went uh, to the, the Nets and. I, and Basically, yeah, he didn't, yeah. he didn't, uh, he didn't pan out with the Nets either, uh, because they have basically the same player over and over anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, he didn't, he didn't really, you know, make it there. But okay, he's a decent player, you know. Okay, see, this is what happens when you have you draft all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily get to keep them all. Yeah, <laughs> I said the same thing about Isaiah Roby. They they put him in the G League. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah, no, no, Isaiah Roby. I never had no hope for that man. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> He's killing Westchester right now. He's doing I, I remember seeing him in games at OKC. I really do. Yeah. Uh, some, the ones that he did play. I'm I'm looking at the chat. I'm seeing some names in the chat. I saw somebody say Brent named Brennan Ingram. I love Brennan Ingram. Same. The feeble the feeble. It sounded made me look at him different, man. Yes. Yes. Feeble made me look at him different. It made me go. Wait, so if you don't have the ball, you don't know what to do. And we have people here who want to have the ball in their hand, so that could go left. He looked like a lost puppy when when, when, when I'm like you long, play defense, be active. He's just like, I'm gonna just stand here. I was like <laughs> He looked like he was pouting. Yeah. 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 Same thing with Zion, ironically. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but with Zion, though, I think he has a little bit. I know when we talk about real quick, he has a little bit more, I think, to be upset about because they were winning when he was the focal point. Like when he was playing against us, that area there, he they, he was doing his thing. And it's like they told told him to take a step a step back, you know, like yeah. almost like I guess play but- more within the team, I guess. And now uh, uh, it seems like they're struggling more. So I can understand that. You tell me to take a step back and we losing. I got I, I could do I can buy into that if they winning, like Julius Randle. If you hitting the shot when I pass it to you, I could buy into that. <laughs> <laughs> so he like, all right, I can do this. Right. Oh, it'll make me look better. Okay. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. 
Go ahead. I was say even more than Brandon Ingram, I, I would I would sell solid amount of our assets for Laurie Marketing. If we did marketing on a good deal, I know it's Danny Ainge, mm. I know it's Utah, but I I, I, <laughs> I know, and I think John Collins is actually kind of kind of interesting as as a pickup if we fleeced him. But again, Danny Ainge, man, it, it's impossible to do business with him unless you're willing to sell your soul of a devil. But Laurie Marketing. <laughs> Marketing is a beast. If we could have him at the three between RJ and Randall, if he, if we could have all three of them, wow. Is he would, is he playing think, the three now? Is he playing the three now? He plays he's thriving at the four. He's really breaking out as a power mm-hmm. forward, playing next to Walter Kessler, which Mitch and Kessler have a lot of overlap similarities. But you know, you have to play with three here. But the majority of his career he played at three. And he wouldn't have a shot opportunities he would here either, as he, he's getting in Utah. Mm-hmm. But what a talent. Yeah, I think he's, he's he's a good. The defense. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I'm not sure how good he is on that. I don't pay attention to the cover. Jazz season. We can cover though. Oh, he said we can cover. Now yeah, I asked about the three because I remember him being in the three, but you know he wasn't as effective as he is at the four now. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Like, like where, where, where he is now, so I don't know if that that's because he moved to the four. Yeah, or, or not. You know, that's um, why I like the Grant thing because I know. He can play defense, so if you put him next to him on a three, we fine, and he can play four for us. So it'll, it'll cover two things at once. That's fair. Um, I do like him as a player, though, but I feel like it's, yeah. it's like a very specific specific fit for him in Utah. I'm not sure how it will translate here. We we just need a cheap person to know how to play defense and can hit an open shot. The good That's guys it. ain't cheap. That's, That's it. The okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Spend. Long, let me be specific. We just need a uh, six eight ish, right? Six right, six eight, six seven ish around that area. Right. Person who could defend and just hit open shots. That's it. They ain't got to do nothing else. Just Those... defend and open shots. The rest of the other people will handle everything else. We be speaking to the basketball guys, right? Let's manifest it right everybody, now. Everybody does that costs money. Everybody. Yeah. Old, OG. OG. Raptors ain't even gonna trade OG to us because they hate they hate us. We hate them. They still our yeah. they stealing they our secrets. They we suing them. They lying and denying. <laughs> like they won't I, trade to they, they won't trade us to him. He's a and we don't we can't sign him as a free agent because we over the cap. So like <laughs> I'm looking for in the chat in the chat. I did see somebody mention Jamichael Green, which is a decent backup. Uh, stretch yeah. also plays defense tough. Just in, a person you could plug in, not many minutes at a time, but can can do can do all right. You know, he didn't really stick with Golden State, but he's a vet. I forgot who said it. I'm SK said it. Mm-hmm. Dig, I found it. He, yeah. yeah, that that is a decent pickup. A vet. Um, I heard people talking about Ryan Anderson too, which I do like, but I don't who, see them letting who, Ryan, Ryan Anderson. What go. Anderson? Hmm? But right, the one they used to play for for slow mo. Uh, Okay, oh, okay. Kyle Anderson. Kyle, my Kyle bad. Anderson. Kyle Anderson. My bad. I'm about to say Ryan Anderson, the bad. one that fleeced Kyle the league. He owed the league some money. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, Kyle Anderson. <laughs> Him and Chandler Parsons fleeced the league. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons. <laughs> they got some great agents. Yeah, we going through it. We going through a random. We going. This is this is called improv. We was even. I was even planning on talking talking yeah, about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. But we need to, long story short, we need to win. That's it. We just need, yep. yeah. we need three. Uh, uh, 
and Ebony is okay. I'm good. I'm I'm Ebony. in basketball. I'm in basketball utopia right now. <laughs> Ebony. Ebony is okay. We we ready to make moves when needed. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm saying we're gonna be all right. <laughs> like I see it because I don't know we're not a championship team right now. I'm like, I'm I'm def I'm definitely saying why not us though. If 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 Randall can can bring this level of unselfishness and and be able to play in the playoffs the way he's playing right now, just unselfish and hitting the shots when when we need it. And if he played like this, uh, the bully ball he's playing right now, mm -hmm. it it would in in the the playoffs in Miami it would have forced them to play a different way because he's playing in that mid range area where you can break up a zone. So yep. even when you're not you're not hitting shots, if he was doing this, what he's doing, he would break up the zone because he would make a collapse. So you can do other things from there. And mm -hmm. now now they have to recover. And you know what else so, too? The timing of Randall's injury is something I think about because rhythm is a thing in basketball. You know, just like how you saw RJ Barrett come back today, he looked out of breath, out of rhythm. What Randall was. Towards, going towards the end of the year, Randall was in a rhythm. He was coming off an all-NBA season and then ha then gets injured right before the playoffs start. So you you I I, I always I, I think about if Randall had the opportunity to play in rhythms to start the Cavs game, not have to come back from injury, then start shooting again, then start getting it. If he started in rhythm. What would that look like? So I'm really, really interested to see uh, hopefully what our guys look like healthy coming into the playoffs this season and seeing if just that just makes a difference. Because there's a possibility that that could even change things, you know? Mm. I I agree. Um, I think also with the team that we have, that helps, helps us get to the playoffs uh, are healthy because we don't have to do as much, you know, or or put ourselves out or play. You don't have to play the person, the players as much if you you know if you don't want to, depending on how the games are going. You know, um, you can mix and match the games. Maybe one game because so and so is playing playing better, they're playing more minutes. But this game, so and so is playing better, they get the minutes, and that helps just keep keep some of the miles off your body too. Yeah, I agree. Um and and the fact that we've blown out teams that uh that we should that helps yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Which has not been a hallmark of a Nets franchise the last 20 years. We've always struggled into teams that we should blow out. We end up getting blown out by uh certain eras were worse than others, especially with Isaiah Thomas and Phil Jackson. But there's no reason why this team can't go on a deep run. The East being the way it is, the uncertainty with Adrian Griffin and Damian Lillard in my, Milwaukee, and that the fit that's going on right now, can Philly? I agree with Ebony. Can Philly sustain? Can Maxi sustain this output? I, I think eventually it's going to regress the mean, and they'll be more of a second round team than the contender that they look like right now. And Boston, I still don't trust Tatum. I don't trust Brown. I don't trust Mazel uh, in, in a fourth quarter mm. in French time. So we could go to the finals, and man, even if we don't win. That run would provide so much insight and experience for this team. But the next year, I'm making a, a bet in Vegas. Nets win it all. Let's go. Let's go. Put your money down. Put your money down. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
quick mention, we have Latrell Spewell in the chat. We do. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all joking or is it real Latrell Spewell? It says Latrell Spewell. It's the American dream. <laughs> oh, man. Latrell Spewell is the American dream. It pulls up. Shout out to Nick Carlizamo. Nick's legend. Nick's legend, Latrell Spewell. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to Latrell. All right. Oh, they asking for the bruh pick. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah, I got a couple bruh picks. Yeah, we got bruh picks. All right, for you guys who don't know, bruh picks are usually the worst plays of the game. It doesn't even have to be of this game. It could be any game. And also, it doesn't have to be about the game either. It could just be something stupid, something dumb that happened in the actual world that we want to point out and laugh at. Those are the bruh picks. So, Ryan G. Bruh. Let's go. Let's start it off. Uh, what bruh picks do you have for us today? I got a couple of broad picks. My first broad pick goes to Danny Avija of the Washington Wizards. Oh, don't no, no. so, so as you know, last night in the nation's capital, the Knicks put the smackdown mm. on the Wizards in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And what proceeded to happen was a big chance of Let's go, Knicks. Let's go, Knicks in Washington, D.C. And then, then my man, Danny, during the press conference, had an issue with the Knicks fans being so loud in D.C. and how the D.C. fans did nothing mm -hmm. to stop the Knicks fans from mm -hmm. taking over. And all I have to say is this. Danny, cry me a cry me a river like Justin Timberlake. Cry me a damn river. Mm. You want you want you do you you want Knicks fans to stop taking over with Washington D.C. Put a winning product on the court. Win some games. Bruh. Stop playing. Stop playing like trash. Stop having Jordan Poole shoot from any old way and just acting a damn fool every damn game. Not producing nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. The baby's playing for that number one pick. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They playing for number one. <laughs> Listen, I'll be, I'm not even hold you. If I was in DC, I actually trade that day. I wouldn't even hold you. I'm like, yep. get me out of here. Y'all really have <laughs> somebody else cheering louder than we are, and like no, no fight, no boos, no boo, no trying to nothing. I'll be tired too. I'm not gonna hold you. But I, I think you. I think the fans and the wizards are over the wizards yeah. <laughs> already. Yeah, pretty much. But but the thing is, is like if you're on the East Coast, you have to just get used to it because Knicks fans are all all over the East this Coast. This is our I mean, town, damn it. We do it in Atlanta, mm. we do it in Miami, mm. like it don't matter. If you're on the East Coast, you're gonna run into mad Knicks fans. That's it is a what fact. It is. This is fact. MSG in New York, MSG two is in Brooklyn, MSG three <laughs> is in Orlando, MSG four is in DC, MSG five <laughs> is in Atlanta, MSG six is I didn't know there was an MSG six, but I found out there was an MG, MSG six today. MSG six is in Charlotte, yeah. all right? Yeah, nah, North Carolina, New York is heavy out there. Exactly. I know that's a fact. Yes. That's where most of your uncles and aunts is from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Going a lot of New Yorkers, yeah. Facts. My second broad pick goes to the Bulls because at one point in the game tonight, and credit to the Bulls, they cut the lead. They 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 started coming back. But at one point in the game tonight against 
the Miami Heat. The Bulls were down 22 to 1. And now Bruh. I could I can go ahead and be like, yo, the way the Bulls are playing, every single player on the court, you can say whose man's is this, but it's, it'll be too much because that's the that's the whole starting lineup. Mm. So instead of me saying whose man's is this, I just gotta say, who are these guys? Who are these guys? Bruh. Who are these guys on the court? Because how are you getting smacked 22 to 1 in the first quarter? You an NBA team. They ready to get traded, Ryan. They don't care. <laughs> they ready to go. They just here say they don't get fined. Like that's really what it is. <laughs> they on their Marshawn fault. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. But is the trade yeah. is the trade coming through yet? That's it. That's all here. Is the trade coming through yet? Yeah. And shots, they won the game. They, they won? won. Yeah. Okay, Bulls won those two to Oh my! Who did beat again? Okay, so we got to give the heat the bruh. Yeah, the heat. The heat, and also the Bulls, who's packing it in. They talking about trade. What? Because the last time I checked, like, the the heat still had the lead, but the Bulls cut the lead. I didn't know the Bulls actually came back and wow. won that game. Yeah. Okay, yeah, then he get the bruh. Yeah. Weren't the, the Bulls, weren't the heat on like a seven game winning streak? What's that? They 107, I mean, 102 to 97. Uh, the heat get the broad then, yeah. What's that, bro? <laughs> heat. Well, we better not lose to the heat. They they outscored them that first quarter. I'm looking at it right now, 26-14. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh man. All right, all right. I don't got no bro picks today. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I got one. You got one? What you got, Lee? Miles Bridges. Uh, just, just, uh, bruh. There is no uh, – I am someone who's like deep, a deep advocate for forgiveness and second chances and making amends. Um, Miles Bridges lost that opportunity when he threw a Brit through his girlfriend's car after being accused of the egregious assault allegations, beating her face in, in front of her kids, choking her until she passed out. That guy, the only thing he needs is just a complete and utter ass whooping up and down the, like, up and down the court. The man should not be playing basketball. The way that the announcing duo were – Starting around, I, I listened to the the Charlotte um, broadcast. They were starting around the issue. It, it called his absence an extended absence, and not the fact that he was suspended thirty days for beating his girlfriend's face in mm. in front of their kids. Like mm. the the pictures that came out, the black and blue, it, it's it, it was obvious that he put his hands on her. He put his hands on her in a really wicked, violent way. And my man just needs his face beat in. I, I don't want to see him storing games. When I saw him dunking. It was disgusting. Like the, the type of the way the media translates and uh talks about Kyrie Irving last year not wanting the vaccine or being a black Israelite or being quote unquote anti-Semitic is disgusting. It shows it shows the type of values they have when they demonize a guy like Kyrie who's a stand-up guy. There's tons in his community for both Native American and African American folks in this country, especially kids in terms of education literacy. And then you see a guy like Miles Bridges and his very little media uproar about that man coming back on the court after he beat his girlfriend's face in in front of their kids is abhorrent. As someone who's raised, my parents were divorced. My dad never laid a hand on my mom, but my mom was a single woman and went through some days some really awful people. Yeah. And I was too young to, to be able to defend her and put my hands on them for her. Um, but I understand. I'm very sympathetic towards single moms that to put up with that type of violence in the household is unacceptable. And I don't want everyone to see him dunked unless he's getting dunked on his face in a, a person's shower. So I hope that happens to him at some point. Fire. Fire. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. Sam Miles Bridges thing is. I still can't believe he's in the NBA right now. That that that. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know if y'all remember, but um, there's an episode on Martin where Tommy Davidson and Martin Lawrence, right? So Martin Lawrence goes to LA to be on Tommy Davidson's show because he was trying to get the same break that Tommy Davidson did. So when Martin pretty much messes up the show and you know starts singing with Joe to see and this and that and and Tommy Davidson was trying to get him off the show and he called out, you know, for his um for his bodyguard Snooky was like he, he was like, yo, Snooky, do work. Basically in this case, when the Charlotte Hornets face the Golden State Warriors, Draymond, do work. Do work. <laughs> no doubt. 100 percent That is the nah, fact. Facts. Facts. And um the fact you watched it on the Charlotte way, I watched it from the MSG and it made me sick to hear Wally and them um, just glow gloss and glow over this guy. Um talking about oh he looks good and I had to really mute mute it. Um I got. I was watching it off my my, my phone died, and I was out and about, so I had to watch the the, the game off my mom's phone man, mm. actually, because I was out and about with my mother. But uh, I had to watch it. I just turned it down. I just turned. I couldn't listen to it no more. Yeah, I, I and, and my mother was like, "Why are they talking about him like that?" You, my mom, was asking like, "Why are y'all just like he, he didn't just go through what he went through? We're not gonna gloss over that." Yeah, I can't. I can't. Um, it was too much character. It, it's too much evidence, and yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of 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 what they suspend people for and and what they don't. Um, exactly, yeah, nah, Kyrie's I, I character was assassinated, and it was because he didn't want to take the vaccine. That's his yeah. personal choice, whether he wants to or not. And they dragged that man across the, the mud, yeah. wanting him to be suspended. I, I saw white liberals wanting him to be kicked out the lead. I'm like, bro, man, that's his choice. Miles Bridges over here smashing women's face ins. And he's yeah. back in a standing ovation. They gave him a standing, standing ovation. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> couldn't be a Nick. That fan. couldn't be a. That couldn't be a Nick. Jeez. I, I I don't see his first time at the garden being a good one. Um, I see. I see. Chant. Uh, maybe a chant. <laughs> a chant being had. Uh, yeah, standing ovation is crazy. Woo. Yeah. I got. I actually do have a bro pick though. I actually, do yeah, okay. Pick. Um. My brother Rick goes to the New York Post. Bruh. Okay. New York Post. Last last show I was on, we talked about Mark Jackson. And it was rumored that he was fired. And it's funny because we was talking about it. And when I was talking about it, even as I was talking about it, reading it from the post, like my mind was still talking about like, this doesn't make sense because I was like, wait, so he got fired on the plane. That doesn't make sense. Like, like I remember I was like half, I was like low-key questioning it as I was reading it because it didn't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when Mark Jackson came out, I was like, wait, no, you're right. It actually doesn't make sense that he would be hired and then go on the plane and then be fired. Because wouldn't you know that the assistant was working there beforehand and you would have to travel on the plane and like all that would happen beforehand. And and then Mark Jackson comes out and then says, says this. Come on, man. Come on. At some point, the lies have got to stop. The lies have got to stop. I've sat back 
year after year after year, listening to lies, questioning me as a man and my integrity, what I stand for, what, what I was raised on. That's been questioned. I sat back and didn't say anything. My guy, the coach, the legend, Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, has a great quote that I listened to just recently. He said he lost the address mm. to the high road. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting closer because there's a side of me that's fed up, that's upset that you keep on smearing my name. Today a report came out that I was fired or dismissed from calling Nick games. Honored and bestowed, honored and privileged to have an offer bestowed upon me to back up the legend, Walt Clyde Frazier, calling Nick games. Over a week ago, I turned that job down. Mm. You heard what I said? More than a week ago, I turned the job down due to the fact that it wasn't the ideal conditions and it wasn't the ideal time for me. You never know what the future holds. They say once a Nick, always a Nick. I bleed the side of me, blue and orange. I dreamt of playing for the Knicks. I dreamt of I'm I'm gonna just start. You get you get the idea. You you get the idea. So it's like for me when I'm listening to that, I'm think, I'm I'm like he's he's doing two things. He's disputing it because he's tired of being lied on, it sounds like. But on the same time, he's like, yo, I still rock with the Knicks. I'm one of the I'm a I'm a Knicks fan. Like, don't hate me because I'm telling the truth. That's 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 how I read it. I read it as just because I'm telling the truth, I'm trying to protect myself doesn't mean like I don't bleed this orange and blue stuff. So I don't know how, like, I feel like there might be some half-truths going on in this story. Um, because he said the conditions, maybe the conditions is the is the assistant that they were talking about, but definitely bruh. He brought he's brought to that story. I'm not the biggest smart Jackson fan. I think he's kind of overrated as a coach and as a tactician. Um I, I'm not I'm not also big into his commentary. Never really liked listening to him. I didn't do it as informed as I did when I say listen to Hubie Brown or Jeff Van Gundy. He was more of like a color analyst. He had quips and, and one-liners, but a lot of it is him being blackballed for him expressing his conservative Christian views, a lot of which I don't agree with. But that man has every right to be emboldened and led by whatever spiritual cause that he claims to have. And he should never have to censor himself and what his political or spiritual beliefs are. This is America, a land of free speech, freedom of religion, the reason and the freedom to practice that any way you see fit as long as you're not harming other people. So for him to be blackballed because he has conservative Christian ideology is a sham to, to the corporate NBA. The things they just decide to criticize and blackball people for is absolutely disgusting. When Miles Bridges out there dunking on people in Charlotte, there's the thing, Lee. I don't think that's even it. There's been a, I don't know if you've been aware of, we talked about it on a KOT show like years ago, Ryan. Like, I don't know if you remember, it was like like 2017 we was talking about this. There was a lot, I'm not even going to repeat the rumors. There was a lot of crazy rumors around Mark Jackson. Um, but I don't know, from watching what's been happening with like the Celtics and when they've had to fire their coach, I don't know, I'm just starting to like, just take a step back and like analyze like okay he's been blackballed but what's what's true and what isn't i think is 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 where i'm coming to now because he's been blackballed for a long time and i I don't know i just feel like there might be some mistruths being thrown around that we don't know about and it's kind of 
costing somebody their livelihood. That's oh, that's what I'm kind of landing on. Yeah, the math not mathing. I get yep. the math is not yeah. mathing. Something not adding up. Uh, they say you hire, you say you turn down the job. They say you banned from playing. That didn't sound right. I didn't think that sound right. Right. Uh, like we like you mentioned. Um. You knew the guy was working here. He ain't just start working here, so you had to know that. Um, the only thing, like I, I was talking to my dad about it, because you know that was his guy. You know his era, Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. growing up, all that. You know, um, and he said he was saying that he just thinks that he didn't like the role. Maybe he wanted a bigger role. Maybe it wasn't enough games and things of that nature for him to to to, and then he would have to travel, right? It would be the away games that he was doing. Yeah, it'd be the away games. Yeah. So, so he was like, maybe that just wasn't in his cards, you know. Uh, I said maybe, you know, you used to doing more national games, and, and you're probably gonna do about twenty, maybe. Right. Who knows? You know, because Clyde does go on these trips too. Mm-hmm. It's just certain cities he doesn't make, and then you get in the leftover cities. Yeah, that, you in the leftover is like, Clyde, I'm going like, to Miami now. You know? I can't get you. <laughs> <laughs> you said, what I'm supposed to do. I don't get the party in LA. I'm good. <laughs> All right, Clyde, bring his Miami suit, okay? <laughs> party in Utah. <laughs> exactly. Clyde, going to Miami. You go to the Utah. <laughs> Oh man! Of a snow bunny thoughts. Oh, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> basically, basically, Mark Jackson have all the leftovers: Minnesota, yeah. Utah, Cleveland, Oklahoma City, all the all those cities. Mark and not, yeah, he not getting New Orleans. Definitely, nah. Clyde in nope. New Orleans. <laughs> not getting the gumbo city. Not doing that. <laughs> New Orleans, Miami, L.A. Like, nah, Clyde gonna be there. He gonna be there for those games. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> He get the OKC. Cities where you ain't playing to do much. Or Clyde going to Houston. Cleveland, you know, Cleveland or so. He ain't letting let you go to Houston either. Sorry. Nah. Uh, he, said, <laughs> he said, I'm hitting Turkey Hut up. That's it. He said, I'm going to all the spots. Back, back, back. Back. All, right. all right. That was a serious bro pick. Serious bro pick. Yeah, all right. We've been having joking ones. Went from OnlyFans to serious topics. All right. <laughs> Shout out Mia Khalifa. Let's go. <laughs> man. And, oh, man. And the bruh pick that you get, we had to switch. We went from one because it was that 22 to one deserved the bruh pick. Yeah. It definitely yeah, did. Yeah. But, the heat, but the heat losing definitely yeah, deserved that too. Yeah. <laughs> We had a double game bro pick. That gotta be yeah. first first one. Flip flop bro is crazy. <laughs> Facts, the, the, the way the bull started and the way the heat ended. Yeah. yeah. Next game is Monday, right? Who we got next? We got we got the Timberwolves. I can't wait for that one. This is gonna be a nice That's little a great test. Great game. Great game. This is gonna be a nice little I can't test. Wait. I feel like we match Mitch versus Go Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping RJ is really full strength for that one. Yeah, me too. That's why I didn't want to say RJ versus Ant because he might just not be full strength just yet. But the Ant, the, the Ant Edwards, uh, how we how, how we guard him is going to be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm interested to see how how Jaden McDaniels plays Brunson. Jaden McDaniels is probably the best on ball defender right now this this season. So that's going to be a tough test for Brunson to be able yeah. to get a shot off. But hopefully he learns some from from IQ with the screens before Monday. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> That'll help. 
that to help him yeah. with that. Or shoot, or like have somebody else create for him, like like we did at the end of the um the Atlanta game. He's running in IQ mm-hmm. Randall and have put uh, put a uh, Brunson in the corner. That's a good point. Uh, that's why you need another ball handler. So you can do it that way. You don't. It doesn't have to always go through Brunson. You can. He, that, that's what makes Brunson so dangerous. He can spot up and play make. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, and we have other other people now to to facilitate. Definitely, I know it's underrated, but Dante and Josh Hart do really look to move the ball. And a lot mm-hmm. of times with them, it's a hockey assist, so they don't get the you know mm-hmm. show out on the box scores. That's true. Good point. Oh, good point. For the box score warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, the, for those guys who only watch that. You're right. Definitely right. Well, that is our show. This is a long one. I feel like we had like two shows. <laughs> yeah, a lot to like talk it. about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that is our show. Definitely, uh, uh, if you like the show, hit that like button and subscribe button. And yeah, yeah, we'll be here after every game. Somebody dropped out just now. Uh-oh. Oh, it's it like Lee did. Okay. Lee just dropped out. He's like, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, and I got oh look at that. Look at that. Okay. There you go. Lean, lean to the side. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lean. <laughs> just get right in the camera so you don't gotta do that. There you go. Yeah, you, you can follow okay. you can follow us on uh the Nick of Time show on Twitter. Oh, there you go, Lee. Nick of Time show on Twitter, the KOT show. The DKOT show on Twitter. I'm sorry. The Nick Time Show on Facebook and the Nick Time Show on Instagram as well. Um, get the snapbacks too at nicktimeshow.com. Get that, yeah, go over there, get the snapbacks as well. You can see the little, little advertisement there. You see that? Got black and white, blue and orange. That means it's coming. Ebony's Look, I'm trying to put my eyes up. Look, there you see. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to, shout out to the ladies. Glamour Nicks in the chat. Shout out to the ladies because Ebony only wears, only, Ebony only wears visors, right? She only rides visors. So I was like, you know what? We need to do a KOT visor. Yes, definitely. For for, for the natural hair ladies who like to to, to wear their hair out. <laughs> so they throw it out. KOT visors coming. All right. So I can rock, rock out for that. Watch out for that. Yeah. I can't wait. That is our show. Thank you guys for watching. All right. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Some mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's our show. Great show, guys. We are out of here. Peace. Come, 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 come straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.